between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine Access into wisdom that would uh, show your heart, your mind to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we are leaning out on our own understanding this morning. We ask, Father, that you would direct our path even in your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let your grace and your mercy be made sufficient for each and every one today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Kalamota, Arimina, Haradona, Harimia, Felia, Siti, Haranata, Halimina, Nama, Fetula, Hati, Habravida. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opening of your word. Thank you for the bringing of your light. Thank you for the entrance of thy word which bringeth light. Let your light shine in our heart this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We ask for access into your spirit. Let there be provision for your spirit this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for you have answered us. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I welcome this this morning. I will you are welcome. Uh, we say welcome even to uh, those that will be listening to us online and uh, those that will find this word some other day. We ask Father, uh, we ask that you are you know, we welcome each and every one. Uh, the word of God is. Uh, is eternal. It doesn't. It doesn't end just because you know it's, it's spoken today. Doesn't mean at the end uh, people will continue to find access into God's word. And I pray that um, as everyone begins to, to listen to hear the word, that entrance and access will be given in the spirit to access uh, spiritual substances and spiritual blessings in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So just say hello to your neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Be, be it on, online or beside you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord has been faithful to us and uh, he's been merciful. Uh, he's been granting us access into his word. And we've been learning so much uh, in the past few weeks. And uh, you know, we are still enjoying the grace of the convention um, and you know so much more that heaven has in stock for us this year you know this year is almost over but I know that you know as 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 uh, I think we only have two more months left are we? as as little as that is there's still a lot and eh, that God wants to do for us you know it's not God is not bounded by his, by our own calendar. It's based on what God really wants and how we begins to journey. How we begin to journey. Amen. Amen. Uh, and I pray that we'll come into everything that God has for us, even this year, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I pray that everyone that uh, 
We'll be hearing the word today. We'll be blessed by His grace. Amen. Um, let's open our Bible to the book of Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read that a bit and, and hopefully I can connect that because uh, I know uh, just on Tuesday we were talking about um, the Word of God and then, and then in the Word of God we began to uh, you know, explore the, the different ways um, where or how we can be, in, be imparted by, with, uh, with spirit mm-hmm. and we begin to talk about our, our desires. Um, you know what our heart desire for, and it's very important that you know the the, the the there's a righteous expectation that is better in our heart, because uh, the righteous expectation determines um, the provision, right? Because it says, "Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled." And the word says, "The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short." So therefore, it is clear that uh, what brings provision is that the expectation is based on righteousness, right? So if the expectation is not based on righteousness, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there is no guarantee that there will be provision. Uh, everything else is, is just by mercy, how God sees fit. Amen. But one, there's, one, there's one that God can't deny. Mm-hmm. There's one, no matter how, uh, no, no matter what situation, no matter what time, there's one thing. That God can't deny. Mm-hmm. He can't deny Himself. He can't. He can't. He can't deny uh, if you give God, you know, Himself. God can't deny Himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and righteousness is also God. So there's no way you can hunger for righteousness and thirst for righteousness, and there won't be a provision for to fill the heart, you know, with righteousness. Because those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Anyone that hungers for that. God makes provision. And then as we begin to look into that, we begin to you know, look into different ways where, you know, our heart, you know, we, we, you know, we're just checking it with, you know, men don't really hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. What, we, what we hunger and thirst for are the things that surround us, are the things mm-hmm. that uh, our present needs bring. You know, those things that our need will just be bringing this one, that one. Uh, we are not naturally... Uh, built for to cry for uh, uh, righteousness. Why? Because naturally we are uh, we tend to uh, go after those things that we think will satisfy, but can't really uh, answer to the need in the soul. We we spend our we labor and we you know go after those things that can't really answer to the need in the soul. But God is going to make provision. And it's very important, you know, in as, as we begin to even, you know, look at those things, how we tune our heart to begin to, to pant after righteousness. You know, this thing that, you know, the, 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 the positioning of the heart, you know, sometimes in our mind, you know, we can easily just um, shift that responsibility to those that are coming up, maybe, you know, a newborn again, okay, we know there's a way, you know, we just sectionalize those things that, okay, me, and funny, and that thing is something we should fight. It's mm-hmm. something that we should never let it stay in the heart. Why? Because that is a deception that is looking to steal blessing. You know, a heart, a heart that is positioned that way is a high heart, mm-hmm. but we ought to be meek and lowly in heart in all things, right? 
you know, when God is saying little, little things, it should, it should be big in our heart. It should be important. There is us that's considering it little based on the sin nature in the heart. Well, you know, we tend to naturally just put ourselves in planes, in estates where we are not. Uh, but God, oh, let's say in estates where we are not meek, but God will continue to help us. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, we, we should hunger. You know, there is, there is a disposition of hunger that, you know, we are used to, so, which is normally, you know, the, mm. the hunger that we naturally just tend to, you know, okay, if you are, you know, okay, you be hungry, you know, be looking for the word, be looking for the word. But hunger is not just, you know, upcoming, it's in every aspect of our journey in Christ. Hunger, in short, hunger is, is only, is fully filled. When we have entered God, because that is where all provision that can't end is. And it's when we are fully journeyed to God. When we have entered as when, uh-huh. even though when we get there, we we'll still be desiring more. Because God is everlasting, is from one everlasting to another everlasting. Mm? So it means there's provision from time to time that is, meant, that is enough to last for eternity. So there's provision in God to last eternity. And those provisions are things that are rare. They are very rare. They are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And it is by mercy that we come into them. Right? And these things, as we see, we see uh, the, 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 the things of God is not just something that we can just, you know, come by easily. They are precious. Well, that's why God himself said, you wouldn't, you know... Uh, Give cast costly pearls to swines, and he won't cast it because it is precious to him. That is why he reserves it. It's a gift, but there are gifts freely given, and there are gifts that are reserved. Right? There are gifts freely given, and there are gifts that are reserved so that uh, you know the, the freely given one everything is freely given, but the reserved one is free but reserved they will have to to test you you know check you see what you are after mm. see what you are after and if everything we are after is to answer to the natural we won't really grow as we should mm. although there are times where we would we demand we would demand answer to the natural you know in different ways but that is just a come by come by situation it's not a a lasting thing what we should tend to is to continuously hunger and thirst for those things that are eternal that we can't see. Mm-hmm. That we can't see. But there are, God has made provisions for us. And, you know, I think that, 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 that last meeting was just you know, to, 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 to stir us up in, in the spirit of our, of our mind. Amen. Mm-hmm. Just to tear, stir us up to remind us again that positioning in the spirit is very important. We must hunger and test for righteousness. Without that, we, we, we won't really come into the end of our hope. I believe God will help us. Mm-hmm. So let's just open Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3. As we've been saying, and I'll, and I'll read. Uh, amen. I'm, I'm just praying that God will help my heart this morning. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Second Corinthians chapter 3. And hopefully, I'm, I'm trusting God that uh, there will be a, a movement this morning. I know we've been, we've been on this passage for some time now. So I'll just read. Just, just what is in my heart still is just talking about the, the, the spirit. Although maybe now more elaborate, I think we've been we've still we've, st- we've still been talking about it, and we, we understand that the spirit is a provision, um, and there is a. I'm sure by now there would have been a, a huge separation between a spirit and spirit in our heart, uh, so that we know where to place them when we come across them in scripture, so we know where each of those apply. You know, it's also wisdom we are learning. When we hear, when we learn these things, it's not just so that okay, we just learn and we, go, we learn them. We know what they are doing for us, and it will also help us as we are studying the scriptures. Amen. Amen. When we begin to study scriptures, and then we begin to come across those words in the in scripture, then we begin we'll be able to see clearly what the epistle is saying. Amen. You know, access into the epistle is spirit, purely spirit. Without, without the enlightening of the side, we won't really be able to engage the epistle as we should. And that's one of the reasons why everyone is teaching us daily, uh, you know, bringing these terms, making the, this, the, the extinction clear, you know, the, distinguishing this from this. You know, it's not just you know, play of words. It's not just, you know, we are just talking. It is to make some things clear in our hearts so that when we begin to study Bible, we begin to study the scriptures, Things become clearer and clearer, so we'll be able, to, and that's how we journey in the spirit. And when things are, then we begin to journey further. Then we begin to have more access into the epistle, so that the, the the veil that is upon the epistle will be totally, you know, removed. It's from veil to veil. They remove one veil to to unveil another, and then as we are you know, following the journey, then we begin to see clearer what the epistle is saying. Sometimes the epistle may turn front to you today. Sometimes it may turn back, you know. But it's the wisdom of the spirit to be able to learn, you know, and be, be able to follow as the scripture is creating images in our heart and making things clear. Amen. So let's open. Uh, in the, I believe we are there. Um, now read from verse six. Say, who are also has made us able minister of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Amen. So who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament? And I think I should read in earlier just to give us a background of what Paul is saying or where he's coming from. So do we begin again to commend ourselves? This is verse 1. Do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we as some others, as some others, or let's say as some epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you. Ye are our epistles, epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to God word, not that we are sufficient of ourselves 
to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kill it, but the Spirit give it life. Um, we we'll notice here, say not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Then he put a uh, a column there. That is a a sign that okay. Let me now explain what I meant, right? And I explain. Say, say why? Because the letter kill it, but the Spirit give it life. So which means, so God made us able ministers of the Spirit, not the letter. Because the Spirit give life. And as we've been learning, right, the purpose of Spirit is so that we can journey to life. So the, the, main, the main goal is life. What God really wants to give is life. Amen. And I'm just, as I'm just reading this thing, this thing is just opening up a little bit. And I'm just, I'm just going to talk about it a bit. He said, who had also made us able ministers of the New Testament, semicolon. Right? He made us able ministers of the New Testament, another statement, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. So, which means that what they are really ministering, or what the, the focus of Paul here is the New Testament being ministered. And like I said, right? The New Testament is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's not, you know, Revelation, all those things. That's not the New Testament. The New Testament is a spiritual testament. It's, it's a written word in the spirit that, uh, that you can't access except by this, or except it is ministered. Let me use that word. So you can't access it except it is ministered. And it is very important. Why? Because what is kept in that testament, this is what I saw, is actually life. life. Yeah. Right? Because he's saying that, but if the ministration of the dead is... Mm-hmm. So, who also had made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Why? For the letter killer, but the Spirit give it life. Which means, the New Testament is ministered mm-hmm. of the Spirit, which gives life. Right? So which means that the reason for bringing the testament is so that men can come into life. So all the secret codes, all, all, the, all the written codes of life mm. is in the New Testament. Mm. It's in the New Testament. And it's a, it's a very interesting uh, situation because as believers, you know, we just because we're reading the Bible, we think we have access to the New Testament. I don't want to uh, talk too, too, too high in such, so that it is not clear to anybody. I just want to make it as clear as possible. You know, the New Testament is, 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 the, is the summation. The New Testament is the summation of inheritance. And what I mean by that is, Inside the New Testament is where is is the secret of how 
to get Christ and God. Or it is actually where the ministration of Christ and God is kept. It is in the New Testament that God can be seen. There, there's, there's been a, a, a testament before the new, right? As Hebrew began, uh, was telling us, uh, he established the new, right? He, he disannulled the first, then he established the new. So that establishment is actually, uh, what, what Paul is trying to say really is that in the Old Testament, there is a, a, there's a testament that was actually given, but that testament was not strong enough to communicate God because it's a shadow. So it's a shadow. Because it's not the real. It's just, it's like when you make a copy of something, but you didn't just make the copy, you now give a very a watered-down copy. Mm. So you didn't give it in its strength. You, t- you, you, you took it, made it in a small, uh, you, you know, you, you, it's like, even dummy uh, for science, science for dummies is even is even better. I'm looking for a good way to explain it. You know, you have you have something quality. Let's just use gold. Assuming gold is the highest quality of the material, then you now made you now created um, the same material using clay. You know, you can use gold to form things, right? When you use, let's say you use gold to form a table. But, you know, it's metal. You don't have to go through a lot of process. Mm. But you didn't, when you now want to copy it, you didn't use gold. You now used clay. Right? And then the clay, when you look at it, after they finished it, it looks so, it looks like the gold one, but it's not. That's the same way the Old Testament was. So the Old Testament was given. But the, the, the Old Testament was meant to be ministered. This so as the new, because every testament, mm. the reason for the for a testament is so that it can be ministered. ministered. That is why you know even Moses continuously re, was reading the you know the law to the people. They, they all must come. He would, the the priest will read, always read the law. You read to them so that everybody will know. Okay, this is here, oh Israel, yeah, this is what your Lord has commanded thee. This, 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 all that. Those is actually a purpose of ministration. Well, that's what we call ministration. So those priests were ministers of the law or of the testament, but in the new, there's a new high priest that is now ministering the new testament, and that is Christ. Amen. So. Paul now here began to speak and was now talking about Christ. Mm. How uh, Christ has made them able ministers. So God made them able ministers. Amen. Mm. Said they are not sufficient of themselves, which means they they didn't have the enablement to actually minister the New Testament. Something else had to be given. Which means Christ had to make, enable them to be able to minister the New Testament. Amen. So Christ made them able to minister the New Testament. So like I've said, so inside the New Testament is the summation of, if you, if, if you, if you put the Testament together, what the summation of it, like I said, is inheritance, but 
Now bringing it down to something that can be ministered, it's spirit. So you, 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 how they minister the New Testament is the minister's spirit. So spirit is given, right? So they minister it by spirit. It's the access into spirit. This spirit thing is what every believer is looking for when it, com- when it comes to relationship with God. That's what we are looking for. Really. That's, that's, that is, it is, it is spirit we use to uh, interact. That's our interaction in the spirit. It's spirit. What you interact with, what you deal with, what you, what you transact is spirit. Why? So that spirit can bet spirit. Right? As you know, in um, John 3, it said, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And you know, most of the time we have mostly classified our, um, our spiritual exercise just to, oh, I'm getting spirit when I pray, when I read my Bible alone. But there's much more. Right? Um, that is the entrance. Mm. It's just, that's just the entrance. That's what I'm seeing in my heart. You know, when, we, when we get born again and we begin to deal with spiritual things, we begin to pray, we begin to study our Bible, that in itself has depth. Right? But uh, we can start doing it like uh, you know, religious people and that's, a, that's our major problem. Mm. And the major, one of the major problems we face is we, we do these things religiously mm. without, without grace. So when we do it religiously, we feel guilty. One, if just, maybe just miss prayer one day, you feel guilty. Ah, I did not pray today. Why? Because it is, it is a, it's not religious, it's, it's, it is a, it is a ritual. It is a, it's a religious um, activity, you know, religious, religiously. And, you know, most of us, we have religious mind. Yeah. I'm not saying we are religious. We just have a religious mind. And that religious mind is, is also enmity against faith. Because we've not, we've not learned to move into the spirit. And that's one of the, that's one of the major setbacks. Hmm? The reason for... exposing us to spiritual things is so that we can actually move into the spirit. We are not meant to be outward because there are so many things you can do um, as a believer. When just, you know, when just you, are, you are praying, you are reading your Bible, you know, set up ritual around that, religiously, doing it religiously, study, pray, study, study. But um, there is no, there's a word I'm looking for, for. there is no, uh, how do I put it, there's no fellowship, Mm -hmm. that's that's probably the word, there's no fellowship, there's no fellowship, and fellowship is a key. Mm. Mm? Fellowship is the key. Mm. 
fellowship, if, if, you, if you miss fellowship, you will miss a lot when it comes to dealing with revelation. Because where revelation eh, sits most is in fellowship. When you begin to fellowship, that means, uh, how do I put it? Fellowship is really a journey. It's like, it's like you are taking a, a journey. Because when fellowship begins, right, it's, it's, it doesn't start in, it doesn't, it's spiritual, but how it starts, it doesn't start in the spirit, like as if, oh, how do I put it? You know, when you begin to fellowship, you are, you are, you are still in, a, in an environment that you know. Mm-hmm. You are in your mind, your mind, you know, you still, you still can, you know, think, you know, natural. But when fellowship begins, maybe Holy Ghost quicken you with a word or a passage. And they begin to meditate on it. Mm-hmm. Now what happens? Journey has started. Mm-hmm. And then when you begin to now journey further, mm-hmm. then you now notice that you're beginning to move into the spirit. Mm-hmm. When you now begin to move into the spirit, mm-hmm. then you now realize that there's a lot of transaction that is now going on. You now notice that the, the, the fellowship can increase mm-hmm. in strength. Mm-hmm. And then it will overtake you in such a way mm-hmm. that grace will begin to come to you. Things you are doing in the natural, you, you'll be doing them, you won't know how you are doing them. But your, your whole spirit, soul, body is engaged in the spirit. Right? And when you are in fellowship, what you interact with, what you, what you engage is spirit. Is the, is the transa- like I said, what you transact is spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we see why we should be young, we should hunger and test mm. for righteousness. We should hunger and test for what? For righteousness. Amen. So I'll read it again. I'll read Second Corinthians chapter three. It says verse six. Who also had made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kill it, but the Spirit give it life. Amen. So like I said, Spirit should end in life, right? So, how they give spirit is by ministering the New Testament. Amen. So, hmm. praise the Lord. What we want, what we deal with is spirit. Is spirit. Is spirit. So, but if the ministration of death, let me read for the verse but if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? So how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? So we see here that the Spirit is being ministered. So how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Why? Because the ministration of the Spirit will always end in glory. Which means that when we have journeyed to life, we are, in, we are entering life, what we begin to see is a crown of glory. Isn't it? Amen. So let me read for that. So for if the ministration of the condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. So for if the ministration 
of condemnation with glory. Much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. So you now notice here, he called it the ministration of righteousness. So for how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Say for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. And the way Paul put it, the ministration of righteousness, the ministration of righteousness, the ministration of righteousness, which means that when you are beginning to minister righteousness, what you are beginning to touch is spirit. Like I, I believe I've been explaining this, uh, no, maybe we've just not read the passage about it, but I've been explaining this earlier, that when you are coming into touching righteousness, all the, the dealings around it is the dealing of spirit, the giving of spirit. Amen. And I explained that when we get born again, we have a, a measure of spirit, but it's not, it's not, it's not spirit, spirit, but spirit, it's a measure. Uh, we have the, the token, right? So we have the token, which we begin to engage. And that token is what exposes us to gift. Mm. Hmm? Notice that the ministry, everything is, how do I put it? What I, how I can put it is, is communication. Is a, the, giving, the, ministry, the ministration of spirit is a conversation in the spirit. Right? Is a communication in the spirit. So something is being communicated to the soul. Mm. Uh, what the soul understand is communication of substance. It's communication of substance. Just convert, just conver- conversing in the spirit. You know, by conversation can come into mm. spiritual substance, right? Mm. Which is why one of the thing, one of the thing that eludes Christians these days is the is the understanding of what righteousness is. Mm. Now God has helped us in the past meeting how we've been able to just exp- define that a bit. Mm? So righteousness, you know, is is a is a different interpretation entirely, totally different mm. from what we what we think righteousness is. Totally different, absolutely different, totally different, mm. totally different. Mm. Well, Evan is helping us for us to define it and know what righteousness is. Amen. And maybe I'll define again what righteousness is, Abby. And we'll be able to learn that righteousness is not, uh, you know, do good, I don't lie. Uh, yeah, you know that you know the one that Christian. a good person, that Christian, it does not lie, it does not take bribe, it does not is a righteous man. Mm-hmm. He stands for the truth all the time. Is a righteous man, mm-hmm. you know. But that is not righteousness. Righteousness is, is not righteousness is associated with nature. 
Right? Righteousness is associated with nature. So when you're just so you're not just talking about the things that you just do outwardly, but how much you have God's huh. righteousness is the Hopefully God will help me define this thing. Righteousness is if I say righteousness is Christ, it's still okay. What is Christ? You know, righteousness is what must be imported into your nature. For you to be able to see God. Why am I saying this? Let's open to Hebrews chapter 1. To see if I can use that to explain this a bit. Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you. So Hebrews chapter one. Let me read from verse nine. Say thou has loved you know what? Let me read from verse seven actually. Say and of the angel he said, Who maketh his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire? Say, but unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So we can see here, verse 8. Say, but unto the Son is said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Which means, when you talk about kingdom, righteousness is the key to the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom is framed with righteousness. Is that clear? When you talk about kingdom, the fabric used, hmm? mm. part of the fabric is righteousness. Without righteousness, you cannot, you cannot talk about kingdom. Forget kingdom. You know the kingdom, most of the time, when we think kingdom, we think earthly things. The kingdom of God is nothing you can see. Mm. It's nothing. 
van Holmia Haladom higher. What you can see is too low to kingdom. It's too low. Kingdom is kingdom is not something you go and take in the natural. Kingdom is something you receive. We're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Abi? So kingdom of God, when you talk about the kingdom of God, it has nothing to do with the natural. It has nothing to do with the natural. It has nothing to do with your strength in the natural. Hmm? I know some people will be like, ah, let's go to the government. I know, why, why are we not? Let's go, we take the kingdom for God. No, when you you are in the government, if you want to go to the government, go there, if God send you, fine, but don't think that is anything that has to do with God's kingdom. Well, if it's God's kingdom, it must be eternal. Abi? The kingdom of this world will be moved. Yeah. If what you say, this world, this world, this kingdom, and then you go and establish one kingdom here, or oh, you take over this, take over Jamaica, you take over uh, Australia, you take over, you know, the kingdom of everybody, mm-hmm, fine. After all that, they will still roll up this earth, and they roll up this current heaven to pave way for the new. Abi? But when we say we want to take kingdom, is it not here that we establish kingdom too? So, which means that the kingdom of God has nothing to do with this natural kingdom. The kingdom of God is spiritual. It's a spiritual, it's not a natural kingdom. And the, the, the way inside there is a totally different way. It's not the, you know, the way we know things here. No, it's different. For you to be able to be able to partake of the kingdom, you must have what we call righteousness, and that righteousness is a dealing in the soul that has to do with the inward nature. Wherever righteousness is established, it has to do with a soul's nature. Mm. Because righteousness needs expression. And where they want to install righteousness is inside the soul. Mm. You notice they say that Christ, he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Now, how can he, the, the ability to love hmm, is inside the soul. Abi, the soul is capable of loving and hating. Right? So when he said, thou hast loved righteousness and hated Iniquity or hated wickedness. That means that Christ inwardly was doing righteousness. And like I said, righteousness is not something we can naturally know. Hmm? Righteousness is not something we can what? Naturally know. Righteousness is not something we can naturally know. Righteousness is something that has to be revealed. It has to be what? It has to be revealed. Mm -hmm. It's not something you can do by your own wisdom. If you gather your own wisdom to do righteousness, you will fail. Because you won't do righteousness, you will do what is inside your soul. Because the judgment inside your soul 
is what you use to judge what is right and what is wrong. Righteousness, and, and here's the secret, the little goodness, although I shouldn't call it goodness, the little goodness that is inside the soul that we are calling good, that makes a man, if you say someone is a good man, it's not wicked, that thing is something that the person inherited from Adam. It's not their own strength. It's not them. It's not, they took it from Adam. Because the same way Adam, 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 when he gave birth, he passed on his seed. That seed has a DNA that has been configured the way Adam is configured. And that thing passed down till today. So that thing, let, let no man boast. You know when, they, when they're talking about, you know, it is the grace of God necessarily one should boast. Yes, you can't boast. You can't right now, we can't even boast anything. Because we own nothing. We can't boast. Eh? If a man that is not even a believer or a Christian or a believer say, Oh, I'm a good man, Mm-mm-mm. it's very simple. Let's just check what that man is doing inside the house. It's a very good man. The man does not check it. There's still inside the desires. There's still something inside the heart. Secret. That no man can see. Only the heart can see it. Mm. Hmm? In as in as 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 good as a man can be, eh, that man can't escape jealousy, can't escape envy, can't escape uh, haughty. Mm. You know, even if you can escape, so there's still some there. Those are not things you see outwardly. Those are not things you see. Those are things that spring out of the heart. You know, you can arrange the body to be doing, you can arrange it. Don't shout, don't talk, do this, do that. But there's something you can arrange. You can arrange your heart. Hmm? You can arrange it. That one is a rebel. Is a rebel. Abby, rebel now. That one, that heart is a rebel. It does not. The only law it understands is the law that is installed inside. When you try to arrange the heart in a way, what, does, what happens? The heart will just spring for pop. All you need is just an unknown situation that you've, you did not guide, the, you've not, okay, I don't know this one. No. The heart will just bring forth and just do things. Just, ah, why? What is that? How? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't stop it. It will just, just flow from the heart. All you need is just press the right button. Just press the right button here, here, and there. The heart will expose itself. And that's it. So it's not something you can touch. It's not something you can arrange. That heart dimension, you can't arrange it. The only thing that can deal with heart is the learning of righteousness. That's the only thing that can address the heart. That's it. Mm? Our mat ol our journey, our spiritual journey, is not to flourish in gift. It's not to flourish, you know, because there are things, right? It's not to flourish in gift. As we've learned, you know, spiritual gift, what they are meant for is to turn us, for, is to change the taste of the soul, mm. to love something spiritual. The strength of gift in itself can't convert a soul. Mm. But it is needed 
to create an atmosphere that is conducive to transfer spirit or to give spirit. Right? Inside the spiritual gift, those gifts, not all of them, just some of the gifts, not all. Out of the nine gifts of the spirit, three is very important, which is tongue, interpretation, and prophecy, which are the tools needed to demystify spiritual mysteries or to begin to interact with spiritual mysteries or substance. No spirit you receive is a mystery. The, the receiving of spirits is actually the receiving of mysteries, which begins to now break down, begin to break it down. Amen. Amen. So like I said, righteousness is not something that you can just come into. When you, begin to, when you now need to start dealing with righteousness, that's when you now begin to see some of these gifts begin to come into manifestation. But they don't come into manifestation the way we have seen gifts. You know, the way a natural man would think gift is, right, is oh, uh, tongue, interpretation, prophecy, and this faith, uh, discerning of spirit, um, uh, gift of healing, right, working of miracle. When all that is happening is how is prophet just come. See, I see you here, this, you are doing this, you know, I know your bank account, or when we talk about tongue and interpretation, we just somebody would speak in tongue, and somebody, another one would preach, and then someone else would give prophecy, all those things, right, mm. that we used to love inside church. Mm. If we look at it, our, our disposition towards it, or let me just use myself, you know, my disposition towards it at that time was not really towards learning righteousness. It was more for, oh, this person is demonstrating this gift. Oh, wow, I love it. I want, hey, this thing is sweet. Oh, I wish I can also be calling someone. I wish I can, you know, all those things. How somebody gave prophecy? Ah, this kind of prophecy. Mm-hmm. One thing we know is there is a pro, there are prophecy. Oh, there are prophecies you can prophesy. Hmm? No prophecy is in its strength, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's in its strength. But the one we love is just the one we are exposed to. Right? This way I'm going. Hopefully I'll be able to quickly. But I'll I'll use this to to hit something, hopefully, by God's grace. Amen. No prophecy um, is... When we initially began, as I was saying earlier, those prophecies that I said that is in its strength... There, there are two ways. There is a prophecy to the natural, which a believer can access. A newborn believer that is beginning to flourish in the gift can access those things as a token. But it's not the real, it's not it's the strength of those things. It's not the strength. But the way it comes, because it comes powerfully. We think, oh, this is awesome. This, 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 this is the end of it. But no. The true dealing, how you know it is, is and it's in a very simple way. When you begin to move into revelation, mm. do you know that what is actually at work is actually still this gift of prophecy? Yes. 
When I say gift of, it's, it's a prophetic environment arrangement. Mm. When I begin to move into the revelation of God's word, it's still prophecy, but it's not prophesying. You can prophesy, or, which is not really prophecy, about someone, okay, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. Don't worry, two days, in two days' time, a car will come to you. Somebody will give you a car. No. After a while, you open this. You can see progress in the natural. And I'm not saying those gifts are not good. They are awesome. But I'm saying there, there is another strength of that gift which begins to talk about movement in the spirit. Hmm? Imagine prophesying to a soul. You come into righteousness. You come into righteousness. To you, doesn't that sound very... What's that? But that's more powerful. Mm? Mm. You can prof- you can be a soul prophet, mm. which is different from the prophet of the natural. You know, you can see you know things in natural. You can you know all those. That one is there, but there's a higher strength of prophecy, mm. which is to deal with the soul. That one is a more intense and a more powerful prof- prophetic environment to handle. Small. Because it's in there that you can find righteousness. righteousness. It's in there. Mm. That's what I wanted to connect. It's in there you can find righteousness. Why? The dealing of revelation is the revealing of righteousness. Without revelation, you can't access righteousness. Why am I saying so? Let us open to the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans 1. Romans 1, let me read from verse 16. So for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. He said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. And that's where I'm going. Which means it righteousness is righteousness has to be revealed. Without revelation, mm. you can't come into righteousness. Mm. We can't come to know righteousness. Mm? It has to come by what? Revelation. By revelation. Why? Because you know this they what you can't what you can't the reason why mm. you can't deal with the heart is because the heart is revelatory. What do you think is happening? Where something just happened? Hey! Hey! What, the earth just what? Revealed itself. Hey! Why am I thinking evil of this person? 
Hey, why am I jealous of this person? Hey, why don't I want this person to be better than me? Why do I always want to have an edge? Sometimes you didn't think yeah, you want to have that, then one situation will happen, then you have to just reveal it. Hey, I feel like, hey, why am I feeling like I need an edge? What's that? What's that? What's the heart doing? It's revealing itself. So if the heart is revelatory, is the heart itself is spirit. So you need spirit to handle it. And one of the two, only uh, is God. Uh, is God that knows how he did, how he did these things. One of the things that can deal with it is what is righteousness, and righteousness has to be revealed. You can now see that. Therefore, a soul must be positioned in revelation to begin to deal with righteousness. That one is what can actually address the heart. That is why it is righteousness. That can deal with the inward nature of a man. Mm. So that's why we need it. We need righteousness. So we need it. So that, because righteousness can deal with the inward nature. When you begin to walk and learn righteousness so that you can do righteousness, mm. you are moving into a plane mm. that is mm. hidden. It is you are moving into the spirit. Let me use that word. You're moving into the spirit. So when fellowship is not taking place, like I said earlier, when fellowship is taking place is so that as you are moving into the spirit, they will not begin to journey into your heart so that they can deal with the iniquity in the heart. Amen. Eh? It's like today is just a definition of righteousness. They said, you know, last Tuesday we were saying, blessed are those who hunger and test after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And it's good as we are hungry and testing for righteousness. We know what righteousness is for. But when you now see this thing, you now, you, you now see that it is clear that righteousness is not something that we can just easily hunger and test for. Because we don't even know it. Yes, sir. Hmm? So that is why Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or after righteousness, for they will be filled. So when you are hungry and you are thirsty for righteousness, what you begin to move into, you begin to move into a world of revelation. Mm. Now, in the world of revelation, you can't access it except by wisdom. And it's not just your own wisdom. It's called spiritual wisdom. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual wisdom that we need to access in order to engage revelation. You need wisdom. We need wisdom. We must, we must find wisdom. We must find wisdom. Amen. So we need wisdom. When we are now engaging wisdom, the dealing of wisdom is the dealing of spirit. All these things are spirit, spirit, greed. Spirit, greed. Spirit, all over. Righteousness is spirit. The way they mean, like I said, it has to be revealed. When they are revealing righteousness to you, what they are doing at that time is they are ministering righteousness to you. So when they are ministering righteousness to you, what is happening is you are actually receiving the ministration of spirit. Mm-hmm. So then, when you move into Revelation, Right? You are dealing with revelation. 
you're beginning to learn wisdom, then what begins to happen? You begin to now transact with spirit a lot. And what is the purpose of that? One of the first things it will do to you is it will begin to renew your mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Huh? We begin to renew what? We begin to renew your mind. So you can see that we need to hunger and taste after righteousness. Or we long, we begin to engage spirit. When we engage the spirit, we we'll begin to move into the world of the anointing. We we'll begin to live the anointed life. We are beginning to move into the world that is anointed. Because the anointed, like I said, the anointed life, eh? It's a life that teaches. Mm. It's a teacher. The anointing within is a teacher of righteousness. I like that one. Isn't it? It's a teacher of righteousness. So, yes. believers know anointing upon the anointing within. Or they know anointing within, but they are not really engaging the anointing within. Amen. So, let's read one more passage. Right? Because I, so I can explain this and then uh, I'll begin to round up. Mm. Amen. Let's open Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter 3. Mm. There's a, I, feel, I, feel, I just feel in my heart that there's a we're, we're already journeying forward. Mm. I think I think they've they've really explained this spirit thing to us, yeah. and we we are, we are beginning to see how this this relates to every other thing. Yeah. Hmm? Ephesians chapter three. And I'll read verse from verse 9. Said, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Because of time, I won't have I won't be able to explain this because this. This passage alone itself is opening another part. You know, although we've been talking about fellowship, hmm? mm. we're talking about spirit. Said and to make all men see. Hmm? To make all men what? See. To make all men see. Paul is saying that he was sent to make all men see. Because men are not seen. Sight is not something that is common. That is why I said earlier that righteousness is not something we can just easily see. Because it's a mystery. Mm. It's a what? It's a mystery. And they have to unveil the mystery. Mm. So to make all men see, which means the beginning of... The beginning of entrance into righteousness is to see. see. This sight is a different sight from seeing visions. Mm -hmm. This is a sight 
into the New Testament. Hmm? To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Because the mystery has a fellowship. But you need to see it. Hmm? I can't see it. You can't see it. Except we see. A sight is given. Without sight being given, we can't see into mystery. So, so in, that make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. So the mystery has a fellowship. Which means, the mystery, see mystery as a dealing. Then, it has a fellowship. When you say, hey, you know you can say fellowship in two ways. You know, you know they call co-op fellowship sometimes. Where you go and learn. I'm doing my fellowship. I think they use that for, for doctors or so. Abi? Eh? In, I know there's internship, but they, they use the word fellowship in a different particular... I can't remember the, the program, but there's a program they use fellowship. But I think it's medical. Maybe it's in the medical field. Oh, I'm doing my fellowship. The fellowship actually entails a learning. Mm. And that's the point I'm bringing out there. It entails... A learning. So there's a fellowship of the mystery. Which means when mystery comes to you, or you begin to, begin to interact, you need to come into a fellowship inside the mystery. You need to come into fellowshipping with the mystery. And for you to get there, a sight must be open. Access must be given. Sight. Eyes must see. Very, very, I see unto you, except a man born again, he cannot see. The kingdom. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. And like I said earlier, the kingdom is not the natural, it's the spiritual kingdom. And it's not heaven either. Because they rode both the heaven and the earth away. The kingdom is something different. The kingdom is God. Hmm? You cannot see the kingdom. So it's clear that part is not talking about when we get born again. Because a man can be born again. And yet not seeing the kingdom at all. A child, a, a, a man can be born again, not a newborn babe, a grown believer, and still yet not seeing the kingdom. To access kingdom, you need what? Hmm? To need to be seeing kingdom, what do we need? Amen. Amen. To see kingdom, we need wisdom. Hmm? I said it earlier. To see, the, when you are talking about sight, anywhere sight is involved, wisdom is involved. When, it, when, it, when you need to see, what makes men see is wisdom. So we're not just saying CCC as any, you know, something that is... Uh, when you talk about seeing, it's actually a spiritual activity that has to do with the dealing in the soul. The soul is not seeing. If, a soul can be seeing vision, but it's not seeing. A soul can be seeing other things. A soul can even see the world, but it's not seeing. Because the soul has not come 
into dealing with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So sight to see. Hmm? I've been talking about you know righteousness, spirit. Then as we are hearing these things, we should be able to be placing these things where they should be in our in our learning. Righteousness is what they want to minister. And there's a way to get it. It is by revelation. It's journey backward. It has to be revealed. So if it has to be revealed, then it means we have to see. Because revealing means seeing. So when you reveal, you see. Or when revelation is taking place, seeing is taking place. When you are seen or you are, when righteousness is being revealed, what is, this, what is communicated to you is a substance. That substance is spirit. Wow. Righteousness, when they break it down, how they give it to you is they give you spirit. spirit. So when you are learning, when you are receiving spirit, you are actually learning righteousness. But how do you, but the dealing of spirit takes place in a revelation environment. Hmm? So when it's taking place in a revelational environment, that means access or what will enable you to be Engaging revelation must be in place. What will enable that is access into the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is why Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 said, he was praying for the Ephesian church, eh? that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. Now look at it. The spirit there is no capital S. Is the small S. The spirit of wisdom. And Which means it's, it, it's, it's actually talking about the communication of wisdom and revelation. Yes, sir. But this thing, when you say spirit of wisdom, it is the spirit, Holy Ghost, that actually enacts wow. this one. What happened? You move, you begin to move into the eyes of God called, and one of, one of the two eyes, or there are seven eyes, I'll say. There are seven what? Seven eyes. Upon one stone there shall be seven eyes. Hmm? Then when we move into the book of Revelation, right, um, we begin to see the image of the Lamb. Let's read it. Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter, Chapter three or four. Let me let me open it. We we'll see the we we'll see the the image of the lamb there. Then we, then we we'll read. I'll find it. It's a uh, this prophet um, Zechariah. But I'll I read from verse Revelation. I read Revelation chapter. 
Revelation chapter chapter 4. I think it's chapter 5 actually. But, mm, and I saw the lamb. Is it verse 6? Okay. No, 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 wait. There's the image of the lamb. Verse what? Six. Six, five, verse six. Uh And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and the midst of the elder stood a lamb as it had been slain, having what? Seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. You see that it is the capital S. They are the what? Seven spirit of God sent forth into all the earth. Sent forth into all the earth. They are the what? Seven. They had seven eyes. Those eyes are seven spirit. Now, because of time, I'm not going to speak more further, but there is... When we talk about eyes in itself, there is the dealing of the eyes. There's the initial stage. Eh? There is the advanced stage. The advanced stage is when we now begin to knock the door of God. So there are eyes for that too. Right? But in this stage, when we begin to start learning righteousness, we need to start dealing with God's eyes. Why? Because we need to start seeing the way God sees in that realm. Hmm? We need to start seeing the way what the way God see in that realm. That alone, the moment a, a, the eye of someone is enlightened, that alone is enough baptism to begin to correct problems in the heart. The reason why what, what revelation does to, to a soul is it begins to re, reconfigure the thought. That's where I'm going. It reconfigures the thought. Why? You are no longer thinking the way. Why? Because revelation begins to open you up into a different plane. A faith realm that is different. Your mind will not be thinking like the normal. That doesn't mean you still don't think carnal thought. But the mind is no longer, is not, you know there's a way men are naturally Men, the way, there's a way men naturally think. What means now you now have resistance not to think that way. That is why it's important we learn righteousness. What happened? We begin to, we begin to gather resistance not to think that way. That alone will be able to give us caution. Hmm? The deliverance from our from our allegiance to the world, start when we begin to enter revelation. To have an allegiance to the world that nobody can arrest. Even you can't arrest it. Why? Because you don't even know that you're like that. No, I've heard, I've heard, me to myself. You know there's a time you will think you're a good person. You will think, Wow. I'm awesome. I don't lie. I don't do this. Ah, I don't have a problem. 
that when you begin to learn righteousness, you realize, wow, ah. Ah, there's a lot of problem. Why? Have you ever thought of this? That you never thought that those little, little mm. uh, envy were, mm. were a problem. Mm. It just come, just silences, just you know. You never you, you why because in your mind you are not even mm. your soul is not even thinking that way. All your thought is okay. I'm a Christian. I'm good. I do this. I do that. But when those little little things, what begins to turn our eye there? Is that we begin to learn righteousness? I say, wow, wait, this thing should not be in this heart. This heart is wicked. Hmm. Yeah. That is the reaction yeah. of a soul that is learning righteousness. Yes, yes, because you are no longer, you now begin to see differently. There is a lot done in the heart that we need deliverance from. Why? By nature, we walk in the vanity of our mind. Which everyone is dealing with. Amen. 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 Praise God. Can I see why it is is important to learn righteousness? Hmm? (laughs) Amen. 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 Give me a minute. So that I'll round up this message. And we can go home. Amen. Eh? Somebody's laughing at me that we can go home. We're already home. Eh, We're already home. We'll still go home. Mm. Or isn't it? Isn't it? Eh? Aren't you you going to go home? Amen. Amen. So, so we see that to deal with the problem in the heart, we need to be exposed to righteousness. So we need our eyes to be enlightened, which means we need a tool to give us access into mystery. mystery. We need to learn. We need something to help us. Mm. Mm? Amen. So, we say, you need what? You need eyes. eyes. You need eyes. You need eyes. To see the kingdom mm. means you, you begin to... You, the, say, except the man be born again, you cannot see. To see, you cannot see the kingdom. Mm. See the kingdom means you're beginning to see the demand. You're beginning to see the, mm. the true kingdom. The true need. What are... What is the requirement? What is the requirement for the kingdom? Yeah. Which will now lead you eh? to be born of the water and of the spirit so that you can enter the kingdom. Right? The reason for seeing the kingdom is so that is so that you can start moving towards entering. The kingdom. Mm. So when we're not talking about water, unless you are born of water and of spirit, it's not. You notice the two things they need: the water, spirit, water, spirit. Amen. And so when you need water and spirit, it means those are the things. Or you also come into the administration of those things, which would allow you mm. to enter into the kingdom. 
Hmm? So this one is not, unless you are born of water and spirit, it doesn't mean you are baptized inside water. Because I know there's, there are doctrines around that. You say, if you are not baptized, you cannot enter heaven. Heaven itself is not the kingdom. So that, if you are not baptized, that won't stop you. What they are talking about is not a physical baptism. But I say so. But it is good to be baptized in the natural too. It is a sign of your faith. Mm. Hmm? But just because you are baptized inside water has nothing to do eh, with you inheriting God. Why? Mm. Because you can still be baptized mm. and still have your wickedness intact. Because that baptism does not baptize your soul. It's your body. But there's a baptism that takes place in the soul. That baptism, when you talk about palofema, when you talk about baptism, you have to talk about water. Right? So there's a baptism your soul can come into by an administration of some spiritual water, which your soul will be drenched in and then you'll you'll be dipped in. Mm-hmm. So that takes place spiritually, which is different, right? So you need a tool to get you there. And the first step is you begin to see the kingdom. You begin to see the kingdom. You begin to see. Now you begin to. And what I want to tie to this is when you are seeing kingdom, don't forget something. You cannot talk about kingdom without its righteousness. Yes, you can't. Amen. Now, what our tongue is talking about is the kingdom and righteousness. Fit all me, kaya, taya, kaya, taya. A caller, team caller, calling you. I'm calling. I'm calling you. Call me, team caller, calling you. Calling you to my kingdom. Calling you to my kingdom. I am calling you to my kingdom. It's a call. It's a call to my kingdom. Uh, to my kingdom. I'm calling. And the way I call you is to teach you my righteousness. For you must learn my righteousness. For my righteousness is the entrance into my kingdom. Without the learning of my righteousness, you can't come. You can't come. And as a result, I will show you the way. And I'll begin to reveal my righteousness. I will reveal my righteousness. And reveal and reveal until you have learned them. Enough to cause you to enter into my kingdom. For you must leave. My righteousness will end you in life. It will cause you. To leave. It will cost you when you learn my righteousness. You will come into the true life. Which is designed for you. For your soul. Amen. It will live. Even to come into an inheritance in me. And you will learn. And I will show you my righteousness. Said the spirit. Amen. That tongue is talking about the kingdom. And his righteousness. Uh, I know. Uh, last on Tuesday, we, we, we were also playing around that a bit. Mm. Why? We, we, and I remember we we're talking about 
the book of John chapter 6. That was talking about uh, the kingdom. But seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. Where you seek kingdom, righteousness is beside it. The, the only way you can seek kingdom is when righteousness begins to come to you. Why? The scepter of thy kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. The scepter of thy kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. Which means everything, everything that the kingdom, the law, eh, that the kingdom uses is the law of righteousness. Which must be revealed. Hmm? And I said, unless a man be born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter. That's different. Mm. Unless you are born again. Mm. That born of water and spirit is still being born. Mm. So unless you are born again, that born again, is not when we initially gave a love to Christ. This one is after that. After that, we get born again. Because it is what? It is again. So it is not born. You are born again. At first we are born. When we give a love to give a love to Christ, we are born. We are not actually born at that time. Mm. I just use the word born, but what will happen is we were redeemed. Mm. They paid a price to redeem us. Ye are redeemed. You are bought with a price. They bought us, but we are not yet born. When they buy us, eh, they will now begin to take us through the process of being born. Then, they give birth to us, so they were now born again, which is the betting of sight, like I said. Hmm? The need for sight. What well, those sights are what we call I call what did I say earlier? They are the eyes of God, or they are the eyes of Christ. What we learn first is Christ. So say a lamb, that lamb that we are reading in Revelation, the had seven eyes, that's Christ's stature. We need to learn Christ's eyes before we learn God's eyes. Amen. So there's that stature. Like, so like, like I say, like I said, is the eyes. Those eyes, we need them. We need to start coming into them. Then if we go, we will see whether those eyes are again. If we go to the book of Isaiah 11. So it's so interesting when the Bible begins to come together, right? And that's why I was saying earlier, that when the veil is being opened, they begin to put things together. Our, our, when we are reading Bible, our sight begins to no, op, open, clarify. We are now seeing the, one of, the, one of the, the hardest thing to know in this world is actually to know Bible. When I say hard, imagine they give something to you in plain sight and you still don't know what it is. They give you clothes and you don't know the clothes. Does that make sense? That's why I mean that it is hard. It is hard to. Why? Because the spirit that wrote it must begin to open it up to you. Amen. Let me read Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah 11. From verse 1. Mm-hmm. And there shall come forth a rod mm-hmm. out of the stem of Jesus. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. 
Amen. I'm going to shut that. Father, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's open Zechariah 3. Verse 9. Just to buttress this a bit. Mm. Mm? All the all the prophets, they 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 were all they were all trying to, to speak is Christ. And we need the eye of the spirit to be open to actually see mm. what, what the prophets were saying. You know, sometimes we used to think the old testament is just a storybook. No, that's mostly what our mind is. And for me personally, you know. At some point, those Old Testament used to be so boring. So boring. Why? Because I have no eyes. I have no tool, nothing to begin to open up the riches in there. But after a while, and I began to see the correlation between mm. the New Testament and the Old Testament. And I began to say, oh, wait, oh, what these things, what they, were, what they were saying, they were actually talking about the New Testament. Amen. So three... Zechariah 3 verse 9. It says, For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua. So there's a stone. See, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the engravings thereof, saith the Lord of hosts. You notice they still said the Lord of See, the operation of the Spirit of the Lord is that those eyes, when you're seeing the Spirit of the Lord, those eyes, you now, you now understand when I go back to 2 Corinthians, later down, I said, we're not talking about the Spirit of the Lord. And then start talking about glory. We have been changed from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The dealing of glory is the giving of Spirit. Because spirit is tied to glory, and the giving of spirit is tied to, to, to righteousness. Therefore, if you must touch righteousness, what they're transacting, they are exactly transactions of glory that you, we are transacting. Amen? Yes. Now said, the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the, okay, now said, engraving the engravings, that said the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. Amen? So you see, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. This is still talking about the same person, Christ. Christ, behold, I, when we read Isaiah, hmm? Isaiah 28, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a precious cornerstone. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. They are talking about the stature of the stone. The stone has seven eyes. So when I move to Revelation, you now see that when we now saw the lamb, with seven eyes. They are not just saying what does not make sense. It's actually Bible. Mm-hmm. A lamb with seven eyes. Those are mm-hmm. eye spirit, eyes, eyes salve. The is the is the giving of God that is eye in in in, in experience, in dealing. It's eye. Is it I is it I I that makes sense. It's I I who wants to say oh English is hard though. It's I. 
Mm. I'm not saying it's when something is involves I. Yeah. Mm? So that dealing is I. Yeah. Amen. It's the I, E Y E, not H I G H O. I, E Y E. So upon once there shall be seven eyes. Mm? There shall be seven. Those are the dealings. So, so when those dealings begin, let's open. Let's open um, second Ephesians so that I'll end it there and then that's be it. I'm, I'll be done. Like I said earlier, when we come into this, the dealing of spirit, when we're receiving spirit, it begins to deal with renewing our mind. Yes, sir. Eh? When we're receiving spirit, mm. like I said, I was, as I've been explaining, when you come into revelation, it begins to deal with your mind. You begin to think the way you don't think before. That is the beginning of the renewing. Mm. See that? Is it Romans 12? That, eh? Do not be conformed to this, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. That thing, you cannot renew your mind by yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Honestly, just carrying Bible alone and reading it does not renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't just carry Bible and read that, oh, my mind is renewed. No. It means there's a process to the renewing of the mind. Reading Bible is involved. But something more must be involved. It's spirit transaction. You must be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Eh? Let's read Ephesians 3. That's why I said it. Eh? That we were reading earlier. Ephesians 3, verse... Uh, Ephesians 3, verse... Verse 9, let me read from there. It said... To make a message, what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, said to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. He said, according to the eternal purpose, which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. So wherefore, that if you're not at the tribulation of you, you uh, then it began to pray for them. But let me go and read uh, Ephesians. Let me read Ephesians chapter 4. That's where I'm going. Right? So you see, and then I'm reading Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. It says, But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. It said that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust. It said, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And you notice here, I said the spirit of your mind. Yes. 
which means your, your mind contains that. Mm? So there's a substance in, in the mind that must be filled. What they fill it with is this spirit. So, which means when you are renewing your mind, that's what is renewed, the content. But it is spirit transaction. It's not just, it's not just, oh, I'm changing. That mind changing mm, has to do with righteousness learning. You can't just renew mind by just making, oh, I won't do this again alone. Mm-mm. And in what nature? With the renewing of the mind is actually when what takes place after your heart. Eh? Inwardly has been addressed. When your heart is addressed, mm. your mind has been renewed. Now, it's the renewing of the mind that journeys all the way to the heart. Mm. And then when it journeys to the heart, the, heart, the mind is fully renewed. Mm. Mm? The pressure of thinking, because as a man thinketh, so is he. So, the entrance into the heart is the mind. Mm. Mm? So, now see, that you now start learning Christ and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that is why Christ had to be speaking spirit to us. So the word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Amen. And this is what I wanted to say earlier. You cannot see that the essence of learning righteousness eh, is also so that we can be renewed. Amen. Hmm? Amen. This is the reason for learning righteousness. Amen. Amen. So that we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Mm? Renewing our mind take take spirit. Eh? You can't just carry the Bible, okay, man is renewed. No. You must be engaging the scripture. You'll be engaging it by revelation, transactions, which will begin to renew. Renew. It's not, it's not something that happened one day. It doesn't happen in a day. Mm? It doesn't. But heaven is helping Amen. us. That we will learn to receive spirit. We gain access into the spirit Lord. of wisdom Amen. and revelation. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for helping us. Ingretelina Mati, Ebragaleto, Ebragalata, Esenia, 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 Masata Prakalimanostia, Empawata, Empawita Namosia, Ebracalia, Asti, 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 Esenemosi, Esenemosi, Empawata Lima, Zenda, Zenda, Zenda. Father, we thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. you, We give you all the praise. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word today. We thank you because you have ministered your grace to us once again. We say, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray this morning that you would grant grace. You will give grace to our heart even to begin to have access into your wisdom. In the name of Jesus. We ask for entrance, more entrance into the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you for each and every one in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask for help in any way that we have fallen short. We ask that your grace will be made sufficient for us even in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray 
Even as we have learned that you begin to yield our heart to righteousness by your word, by your mercy, in the name of Jesus. Father, we have, as we've understood today, that Amen. the learning of your righteousness is, is the key into your kingdom. Yes. We ask, Father, that yes, you will grant Lord. grace, yes, sufficient Lord. grace to our heart yes, to begin to learn your righteousness Amen. in the name of Jesus. We ask for entrance into righteousness, yes, the learning, the Amen. dealing. We ask, Father, Amen. that you will increase us by your spirit. You will give more of your spirit. Because the, the learning of your righteousness is the giving of your spirit. We ask, Father, that you will give spirit, access to spirit, to even learn more and more of your righteousness in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for entrance into the dealing of the spirit of the Lord. We ask, Father, that you begin to enact your anointing around our soul to grant us access into your, your spirit. In the name of Jesus. And we ask, Father, in any way for us, we ask, Lord, that you will increase us in measures, even that we've come into. We ask, Father, that you will increase us in the learning of your righteousness, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.